and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy! My guest today is Raquel Vassallo. She is the number one best-selling author of Spiritual Seductress, the high-powered women's guide to devour the world through spiritual guidance. This episode is filled with such beautiful wisdom. We talked about how to tap into expanded energy, divine feminine, living to our highest calling, and how to be unapologetic when it comes to our own self-expression. Please enjoy this conversation. Raquel, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I can't wait to dive in with you. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you get interested in the great big world of spirituality and personal development? Mm, I was literally thrown into it. Um, I mean, I've been a spiritual seeker probably since I was 19, maybe, I would say. Um, But back in 2008, when I was an architect living in New York City, one day on my way home from work, I was um, run over by a car. And I had a near-death experience. Wow. Which, although was very traumatic on a physical and emotional level, it um, opened up all my channels. So that's why I was literally thrown into it because as soon as I was able to physically recover from the accident, I just could not work as an architect anymore. It didn't make sense anymore because this whole world opened up to me that was like, oh my goodness, how come I didn't know all this existed before? (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. So in that experience, were you seeing things in a different way or hearing things in a different way? Or were there different kind of mystical energies coming to play that weren't there before? Yeah, yeah. So I would start to get intuitions and knowing about people without, you know, just by meeting them. Uh, I would know things or I would intuitively start to know things about myself that were not good for me. And I didn't didn't have that before, even though when I was a child, I remember always wanting to play this telepathic game because I could tell what people were thinking. So I think it must have been something that was innately in me. And, you know, our society teaches us and programs us to shut that down. Yes. Um, Did it freak you out or was there like a leaning into it? Um, it didn't freak me out at first because I actually sought out a, a spiritual teacher that helped me understand this and actually taught me a lot of protocols on how to use it, which was really good for me in the beginning to have some sort of system or method, especially being an architect because my brain is wired that way. <laughs> Beautiful. But, but then what did freak me out, I have to say, was, you know, I was this high achieving architect, you know, went to Ivy League school, worked for these famous architects and all that that was a a persona and this woo-woo world when it came in, that was the freak out. It's like, how do I talk about this? I was I was hiding for many years because of that. It was a freak out actually. Yeah. 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 When did you know or feel that it was safe to actually pivot into this as a career move? Um 
Well, I never knew that it was safe. I mean, I the the draw was so intense that I I just literally had to quit my job. And people mm-hmm. thought I was absolutely crazy because I had a really good resume. And other people thought I was like, oh, she must be financially set. No, I had like $3,000 in my bank account when I decided I'm just going to move back to Spain because my parents live there until I figure out what it is that I'm going to do. But I know I can't do architecture anymore. So mm-hmm. for a few years, I hid behind being a yoga instructor and a health coach. And I did this work on the side secretly. Um And the moment I knew it was safe for me to fully come out of the spiritual closet and talk about it, like I talked about, you know, what I had for dinner last night Mm -hmm. was five years after. Wow. And it took another incident, me being sick, um, to be able to get the message. You know, I was, uh, I had a system, my ovary, and they told me I had to have surgery and I said, no, no, hold on. My body's trying to say something here. So I went into intense meditation for a full month and the message came through. You are not being your true self. You need to call yourself a spiritual healer and teacher and help people with their purpose, discover it mm-hmm. and live it. And that moment was like, okay, I'm doing whatever you say. I'm not getting run over by a car again. <laughs> and, wow. When it felt safe because the message was so vivid and so clear and of course as soon as I started doing that shrink I mean the the cyst shrank down to a third of the size I avoided surgery which is a miracle and my business that's when it really took off that's amazing well first off I want to commend you for your bravery because I think stepping into a realm that is really new and different takes a lot of moxie and courage Mm, thank you yeah Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that a lot of the listeners can relate to getting signs and signposts and symbols and saying, oh, no, that must not either be for me or this isn't the right time or, you know, whatever. And I'm curious, why do you think that we're afraid to answer the call? I first of all, I absolutely love that question. So powerful. And the first instinctual answer that came to me is because it seems too unknown. Right? We I think we the way we grow up, um, and I I have, you know, I am a recovering still over this, is wanting to control over every control everything, right? First of all, I so, you know, I grew up that way in a very intense way. And then I became an architect, which is control all the details. You have to know everything, right? So it's really fascinating for me to think about choosing that career and then having to unlearn all of that, to trust something where you have to surrender to the unknown. And I think that's the main difficulty. And it's a whole new way of, of living and moving through the world. It is. Did you find yourself wanting to overlay the structure and the framework and the linear to this world? Or was it like a complete, this is the other side, this is feminine fluidity? In the beginning, there was there was a struggle with it until I realized that, wait, I'm pushing, especially if I wasn't getting the results that I was looking for. And mm-hmm. I think I had to go through that as well to get to a point to understand it's like, no, wait, I'm operating in the masculine paradigm that we live in. There's something called the divine feminine, (laughs) 
Right. And how can I learn to balance these energies so that they really serve me in every aspect of my life, not just my business? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any advice for people that are currently struggling with the paradigm juggle of the push go masculine, especially when it comes to sales and marketing and online visibility and the trust letting go feminine fluidity? And if they start to feel like, okay, maybe it is safe for me to come into the feminine space. Do you have any advice when guilt comes up of you're not that you're not achieving if you're not doing and all those other mental gremlins that can come up and tell us these untruths? That's the biggest one. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. Um, the advice I, and, and I, this comes up a lot with clients and the advice that I always give, and I know it's a stretch in the beginning, but it always works is to create space. And I use the word space on space in your schedule. And I use that word very specifically because it's not just about time. It's about spaciousness where you are engaged in those more feminine and fluid activities, right? Anything that has to do with creativity, moving your body, and it can seem completely, and it will seem unproductive, especially if you're doing it in quote unquote work hours. (laughs) But when you allow that space, you will immediately see the benefit because the answers that you've been looking for start to come through. Something that wasn't working moves from stagnation into flow. Um, Things that you're putting out there, you're talking about social media, you'll all of a sudden realize like, wait a minute, this is completely out of alignment. This is me just putting out there what I think people want to hear, but this is not in alignment with my vibration, with who I am on a soul level, with my energetic blueprint. So I find that this is the number one tool to to shift that. And um, it really opens up the the floodgate. And so know that guilt will come up because we're not used to it. So if, if you go into it knowing that it's going to come up and saying to your mind, okay, I knew that was going to come up. We can put that in the drawer for now. I've decided I'm going to try this experiment. Let's just be with it. Today, I'm only going to try one hour, right? Just as an example, I I find that, that to be really powerful. I love that. And it's so interesting because, you know, to your point, not only will you start feeling better, but everybody you interact with is going to notice it. In fact, I had a client session this morning and she's a clinical nurse and typically she's smooshed me in between her appointments or we're actually in a hospital setting and she's just kind of like, okay, I got time for our hour Zoom. And today I immediately noticed a difference in her energy. And I was like, how's your morning been? And she's like, I taught a movement class in the morning and then I had a meditation and I was like, hold the phone. Like, I want to celebrate you. Like, it's amazing. And, and there was such a calmness and a presence that I immediately felt a difference during our hour. And so it's just like the positive ripple effect of being able to lean into those like boundaryless activities is amazing. And the reality is it's sometimes hard too. It, it is, but then you truly... What's happening on an energetic level, and I love that example because I experienced this a lot with clients as well, is that all of a sudden they go from an energetic state of contraction to being fully expanded. 
And what happens is because they're expanded, their light is brighter and they become magnetic. They become like this antenna. So all of a sudden they start to call in these things, whatever it is, you know, goodness, client, uh, money, whatever, love, whatever it is, starts to come in. And all of a sudden it seems like, oh, where did this come from? What did I do? And it's because their energy shifted and we can shift that really quickly. And that's, that's the best part is learning to get really good at this. So you can be fast at changing it. Yeah. And I think that that just brought up something. um, I don't even know what, but uh, something about personal calibration, because I think, especially if you're a highly sensitive individual and you start coming into these energetic realms, it sometimes you need a little extra space and transition time before you just immediately jump into like your regular nine to five, you know, like I've noticed that on a personal level, but I would love for you to speak to the uniqueness of being able to navigate the space that you may need in between expansion, or maybe you, the point is to have flow all the time. So there isn't an on and an off. So school me on that. Mm. Well, I truly believe there is a way to have flow most of the time. I don't know if we can get there all the time, because if we did, then we wouldn't know the opposite. Right. Um, there's always, I think, stagnation and flow. But obviously, the the whole intent is to have the most flow that you can. And I I think it's the more that you can be in this space that we talked about, combining it with the masculine energies of action, right? Because what what tends to happen, at least I see this because I work with very high achieving women, um, is that they they're really good at planning and they have the strategy and they're like, okay, let's go. Right. And they put the foot on the gas pedal and then they're burned out. Right. Or they feel out of alignment or spiritually like something is missing inside or something starts to break apart in their life. Right. And so when you can take a step back and first calibrate your energy from that feminine fluid space, and say, okay, this is the energy that I want to bring to it, the flow. This is the intention for the outcome. And you, you take a moment to just meditate with it and, and visualize it and feel when you feel it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm literally feeling it in my body right now. My body is expansive. It's open. And I still have this outcome, this desire, right? Mm. Then you can bring that masculine energy of, okay, now we're ready to go. Now we're ready to put it into action but into action with a very specific vibratory frequency so that every action that we're taking is aligned with that energy and that intention there. That's when I think fireworks that's the secret sauce. That is the secret sauce. Absolutely. And I can, I can really relate to that. I'm a Taurus. I tend to bull through things. I'm definitely your ideal client when it comes to high achieving and having the to-do list. And so I think what I'm hearing in, in those words of wisdom is the magic happens in integration, not an on and an off, a hot and a cold, a black and a white. Yes, integration for sure. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love it. Um, so I'm interested in what does living our highest calling mean to you? Mm. It means two things to me, actually. One is becoming who you were born to be. And so what that means for me specifically is that 
um, you know, we come into this lifetime and we're given a, a spiritual DNA, but then we're also brought up in a specific society and surrounding that has us actually forget who we really are. So that's why there's the unlearning and the deprogramming so that you can remember who you really are and then become who you were born to be. And in order for you to do that, it's doing the work to discover who you really are and then start, start to set up your life and everything that you do so that it's in alignment mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, that's beautiful. What's a, like a simple step that our listeners can take if they're like, that sounds great, but where do I begin? Mm. You begin by checking in with your body, <laughs> right? So I'm a huge advocate of using our internal guidance system, right? And so first of all, you need to find out what is your main communication style. But if you're not there, everybody knows what an intuitive feeling is, right? A gut feeling. So I, the best way to start is check with your body often throughout the day. How does this feel? Is it like a yes? Or are you feeling like, oh, no, like you can really quickly tell. And if you're not sure, then you ask a different question or you put it on pause because, you know, it's like, well, I'm not sure about this right now. I don't need to do it. Let's just put this on pause until I get a clear go so that you can really start to use this as your compass. That's so cool. I can already tell like you have such a soothing vibe that like even some of these questions I can tell are really going to calm the monkey mind. And we have to position it in such a way that the mind's not going to retaliate against us. And so I can tell with the way you're phrasing these that it's like, we're just going to put that on pause right now that the brain can't really fight you. The the mind can't fight you on that. And the other thing was when you talked about guilt and just being like, I hear you and we're just going to put that in a drawer. And I think it's really helpful to just point that out because I think sometimes when we aggressively try to shift gears, that's where some of the resistance and like mental retaliation happens. Oh, right. And it can come really hard, especially if you're ready for a big shift, whether it's in your personal life or in your business, the subconscious, the ego will come up because its job is to not rock the boat. It wants everything to stay the same. So if you know that, you know what it's going to do. So it's kind of like keeping up your radar and knowing what it's going to do so that you can actually have a conversation and quiet it down a little bit, turn down the volume of that, because right now I'm interested in listening to something bigger than what this small mind has of mine has to say to me. That's huge. I mean, honestly, if our listeners can just take that as the takeaway, this episode was priceless. (laughs) Really beautiful, beautiful. Did you ever just wish there was a group of high vibe women entrepreneurs that you could hang out with? A place where you could share your wins, get a biz question asked, and be around people that just get you. Well, there is my friend. It's my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. I created a place on the web where like minds and open hearts could continue the conversations that we start here on the podcast. Fulfill your desire to develop friendships with women from around the globe. Women who are on the solopreneur journey just like you. Now more than ever, we are craving authentic connections. Believe me, your voice matters, your work matters, 
and having the support of a close-knit community can make all the difference in the world. So head over to Facebook and go to facebook.com slash groups slash Women Developing Brilliance and request to join my private Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, the gathering place for heart-centered female entrepreneurs looking to create an impact, increase their income, and connect deeply with themselves and others in the process. I can't wait to welcome you in my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, where you'll be encouraged to introduce yourself, ask a question, and meet other ambitious lightworkers just like you. Again, it's facebook.com slash groups slash women developing brilliance. I'll catch you there. All right. Curious. How can visionaries step into their next level of success? Mm. Right now, a lot of what's coming through is um, going beyond mindset, right? So obviously, at least in in my space, the, the, the women that I work with, they've done a lot of mindset work, they've done their rounds of coaches, right? And they understand the importance of that, you know, each time you want to grow. And that personal growth is what will generate the business growth and the purpose growth, right? Um, And it was for me personally, having to do a lot of mindset work and still feel like something was missing that I discovered this piece, you know, I had been working with energy for a long time. And it you know, it occurred to me, it's like, well, something is missing here. And that means that energetic shifts need to happen as well. So there's two parts of that. One is energetic pieces that we need to shed and let go of. And there's different processes and that ways to do that from ancestral healing to healing the mother wound, the sister wound, um, healing the divine masculine in us, right? That's a lot of the the energetic shedding. And once you do that, then there's space for um, energetic activations that will really catapult you to your next level of success and purpose. And some of those pieces we can actually do on our own, start the process on our own before we seek out a guide to like really go deep. And that's what I love about that, that there's a lot that we can start to um, you know, ask questions about and, and do our own shifts because it's really empowering actually to do that. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, is journaling a tool that you use as kind of a starter pickoff? Okay, I cool. always, always go back to journaling. Yes. Yes. Because the mind will tend to trick us and it's really important to, to see it on paper. What's one of your most powerful journaling prompts? I think just having a Q&A with your higher self, God, the universe, you know, whatever word really resonates with you. Um, first of all, because it's fun, <laughs> you start to get answers that are, oh my God, amazing, right? Mm. Second of all, because it's a very powerful tool and that you can start to differentiate if it's your ego talking or it is in fact your higher self because by recording the words you can see the vibration of the words right if you're some if if there's a tone an underlying tone of lack limitation fear resentment anything of that sort you know that the ego is speaking but if the whole tone of it is greatness abundance love compassion joy peace expansion 
then it's like, wow, you just connected to a whole different field of consciousness. That's awesome. I've never heard of that. I love that. I can just totally see it as like a little mini audit of like, the divine is speaking or it's like bullshit meter, you know, like, I think that's amazing. I love that. I love the way you put it. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, we can really see that reflection and, and that's, I think, you know, again, it feels like a tool to separate us from the little eye and like the soul, you know, like the, the kind of the, the big eye. And so it just detaching a little bit of those voices that try to keep us playing small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So one of the things that I thought was really interesting about your branding is um, how unique it is, how I'm not surprised that you mentioned um, one of the tools and tips is just like embodying and tuning in and, and checking with your body because you have a very sensual brand. And I think part of this like dovetails into one of your core messages of being unapologetic to surely like fully show up as who you are. Talk to me a little bit about that. Mm. Yes. So um, about four years ago, I thought I had my purpose figured out. <laughs> it was kind of like one of those times like, yes, I'm on a roll. All is good. Right. And um, I started channeling these images related to me using my body as art. And it really threw me off. First of all, because I thought it was unrelated to my purpose. And second of all, because the call to actually make this into a reality was really strong and it made me extremely uncomfortable, this idea of using my body as art. And so I had to get my help to be coached through this because I knew by then, you know, it had been eight years since I'd been in this work that there was a very specific reason why this was coming through and I needed to find a way to be able to say yes to it. So anyway, I said yes. I did this first photo shoot. It turned into a solo show at an art gallery. This is the first time we wow. as an artist. And it was just fireworks happening in my personal life and business. Just like everything was just being magnified. And that's when my architect brain kicked in. I thought, wait, hold on. Let's press the pause button. Something just happened here. I need to figure out what this was. So I traced the steps back and I linked it to saying yes to doing this photo shoot. And then I saw the steps that came after and it was a whole system because also what happened is immediately after that, that's when I channeled my first book. And I realized that this came to me. It was the divine feminine speaking to me, giving me this body of teaching that I had to go through this very specific process so that I could take women on this process. So this is one of the key pieces of of my work is taking women on this very intimate retreat where uh, it's an activation where they actually get to see their higher self through an image. And that is so powerful because they've been on the spiritual path. They know the concept of the higher self. They've been communicating kind of like, you know, what we've been talking about in this conversation this morning. But they actually get to do that shedding and an activation and actually see, I call her, her with a capital H. And oh my goodness, the transformation, not then just there in the moment is it profound, but what happens in their life after is just astounding. So that's why you see that central piece in in my brand, because it was the divine feminine and it's embracing part of 
know, this is a really key component of the work that I do that at first threw me off. What does this have to do with anything? And then I realized it is such an important piece of acknowledging and accepting who we are as women, acknowledging our body as a vehicle for this purpose. And then it is one of the most powerful things I have ever seen so that we can unapologetically go out there, not just to live our purpose, but, and I don't know if you find, I'm sure you find this as well, Casey, that when you are here on purpose and the more you say yes, you start to see that you are here to shift paradigms and you will ruffle feathers. People will be uncomfortable, but that's why you're here, right? To shift that paradigm. And in order to have that boldness, to be able to speak it, I find that this piece of this, this work is what, what creates that fire inside of you of knowing this is who I am. This is what I came here to do. And nothing is going to be in the way because I'm here to be of service. That's beautiful. And I know that it takes a lot of layers to get there. It's not like overnight because I think that some people are like, gosh, I want that, you know, and maybe for some it can happen. Like a a match is, is struck and boom, you know, what was dark is now light and maybe that can happen. But it's also, I think to your point of shedding layers to giving ourselves some grace and say like, there's a process and like your time will come to step into that. And also I thought it was just so very interesting because in today's marketing, you know, we're, we're kind of looking, you know, at so many, so many things coming towards us. And you can kind of tell when something is like of shock value. And I immediately could sense that that was not the um, uh, intention behind your branding. I was like, no, this is something different. This is self-expression. This is rooted into a deeper purpose. And so as a viewer, just so you know, like it really comes across in this very like open curiosity. And uh, it also, it sparks conversation and sparks like even the, your book title, Spiritual Seductress. (laughs) And congratulations on being number one bestseller, side note. But (laughs) sometimes seeing those two words together, like it did a little mind swirl for me, right? I was like, wait, 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 hold the phone. (laughs) And that's when I say to people, it's like, there's no way I could come up with that name, right? It it was, that title was given to me. And and at first I was like, wait, what does this even mean? I didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. And as the book was coming through, everything made sense because it's really about you know, the very beginning of our conversation today is what is the biggest obstacle? And we were talking about trust and surrender. And there's this piece of the sensual and the feminine, which is the surrender and the letting go and trusting and receiving. And that's why then the name is like, oh my goodness, it's about surrendering to spirit and being seduced by spirit, which seems so contradictory in the beginning because it it seems to have a sexual connotation, but we're talking about spiritual sexual energy, which is very different than what we've been taught about sex, how we use sex. And it's really important to, to make that differentiation. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Really neat that you're helping people understand their real essence, Mm, you know, and bringing that self-expression to the forefront for those that really know, like they deeply know they were meant for more, what is some 
kind of like final parting words of wisdom that you can share for them to lean into it? Mm. I would say your time is now. You know, especially what we've been seeing in the last year. We are called stronger than ever to be all that we came here to be. And it's time for us to step up. And it is now. We don't have the luxury to wait anymore. So if you need help, guidance, look for it. You know, if you're seeing the obstacles come up because you feel you're being called, don't wait. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. On that note, do you have a prediction for 2021? I don't yet. It's really interesting because at, well, I think it was November of 2019 um, that it came to me that 2020 was the year of revelation. And I didn't even know what it what that meant. And it, and now it's like, ooh, wow, oh, it makes a lot of sense. And I don't still have, I think because things are changing so quickly right now, but yeah. I think something will come through very soon about 2021. Yeah, absolutely. How can people learn more about you? Mm, well, they can um, visit my website, RaquelVasayo.com. Um, they can also join. I have a private Facebook group for these high-powered uh, women out with, you know, the spiritual calling. And there I actually, that's where I share a lot more because I get to go live every Thursday, you know, and do a sacred teaching. And I actually... That's the place I love the most because I actually get to meet people and we get to interact. Mm-hmm. So anyone who would love to, you know, come in, we'd love to have you. It's you just go to the sacred circle.com. Beautiful. Um, we'd love to have you. Yeah. Awesome. I'll make sure to put those links in the show notes. This has been so fun. I feel like we could just talk forever and have like a fireside <laughs> chat for a lot of hours. Yeah, I feel like I've been smiling the whole interview. It's been so wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've really appreciated it, Raquel. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Oh, thank you, Casey. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.